What's good, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's November 6th, episode 7. Another new week here in Miami. It's the winter time, fall time, whatever time. It's still Miami. Monday nights are awesome to record this podcast. We've got the the Heat Lakers game tipping off, tipped off at 7:30 in Miami. LeBron James uh, coming up through to South Beach again. Going to be a good game. And the Chargers Jets Monday night football. Uh, you know, Juan, we're here to get had quite the weekend. Uh, what do you think about that, Juan? What do we want to talk about? What do we want to share with the people from this weekend? Well, I definitely want to share it to the fans that um, uh, to maybe a lot of people surprised. I'm still here. Uh, a lot of you guys definitely saw uh, the Dolphins once again played with uh, with my emotions. Um, again, they just love to do that. Um, and I'm not going to lie, dude. I had some moments where I really thought to myself, I'm like, man, is it is it really worth it to keep going? But you know what, man? Uh, just like a true Miami fan, we got to keep supporting. We kept going. But no, awesome, awesome weekend with the boys. Uh, definitely got a lot to talk about. Good, good agenda for today. Obviously, we got Dolphins Chiefs. We're going to be talking a lot about that. We obviously got to talk about Miami Heat, you know, still early in the season, but a lot to talk about. Um, Inner Miami as well. No, dude. So I am psyched for today's agenda, but we got to tell the people about just how fantastic of a weekend it was. Raymond's giving me the best advice as a, as a new Dolphins fan. It's pretty much from like one of the, the first weeks of the season where it's like, You'll get your hopes up. They'll get your hopes up. And then they'll be like those big games and like they just won't perform. And literally every single big game that I've supported the Dolphins of this season, they have not performed. So, uh, yeah, Raymond has spoke nothing but the truth about the Dolphins this season. And it's uh, it's kind of depressing. But I'm glad I've been. Pre- it reminds me of a time, um, actually. So when I first moved to Miami, I'm obviously a transplant as well. I've only been here uh, just coming up on a decade now. But I'll never forget the day um, when we were watching. I think it was like a Monday night football game. Um, and then out of nowhere, you know, I decided like, Hey guys, I think I'm going to be a Dolphins fan. This was like circa 2015, 2016 dude. And Raymond just looks at me. Cause we were, we were kind of on a hot streak. Like Ryan Tannehill was still the QB, but you know, he was kind of having those like two games where he did. Okay. So you think, Oh, maybe this team has something. So I'm like, yeah, I'll be a fan. And he just looks at me. He's just like, yeah, good, good luck with that, bro. Like, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And I swear to God, every time we have weekends like that. I always think back to that day and I'm just like, dude, you know, if Raymond might be questionable on other decisions, but dude, he was spot on with, uh, with that one. And we're still here. I mean, I was there the entire time just making this motion, watching this game. Um, and he's just looking at me like, it's just like, dude, uh, I don't know what you were expecting. Like the dolphins are who the dolphins are, but I think all of us here safe to say that through the bad times, we're definitely not fair weather fans and we're still here, baby six and three. Um, Ugly loss, but we're still keeping on. Dude, when you said uh, you were a transplant, I thought you were going to say, I'm a transgender. <laughs> You're telling the people the, the real personal stuff. Episode 7. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. I, 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 you can't reveal that stuff until at least like maybe episode 20. You know, I feel like that's when it gets really soon. That's when we really start spilling our emotions and all of that. But no, no, no. Shh, come on, John. That'd be cool, bro. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Dude, it's uh, it's terrible. Like, who here is functioning? Especially if you live in Miami, like the average Dolphins fan functioning before eleven a.m. That's a really big ask, I think, of the organization as a whole. That I don't really think they thought that one through. I mean, there was probably people coming back from space that, like, you know, they were just getting back home and they're like, "Oh shit, might as well uh, turn on the game." I thought just from a logistics perspective, 
Like, you want as many people to tune in as possible. Like, your majority of your fan base, which is in Miami, probably were just getting back home at that time. I mean, so I think it's stupid for that very reason. I mean, feel free to send, you know, other East Coast teams, like I think Jacksonville, like them going to the London game. Dude, imagine a club space watch party. Club space with the with the mimosas in the morning and then like the Miami Dolphins game comes on and people are just like absolutely blasted. I'd be sick. But our vibes for our breakfast were immaculate for obviously our listeners and watchers don't know. We had Juan cook up a, an elite style breakfast. We had Raymond come through with the pastelitos. I came through with the Trader Joe's hash browns. We were ready for a dub. We were ready to go to El Patio. Yeah, I almost overdosed we were on a caffeine. Perfect day. Yeah, it almost happened. Dude, but, we were uh, there. I yeah. had I had my parlay in there, and dude, when we started coming back, I'm like, "Yo, boys, if this parlay hits, it's two bottles in patio on me." Dude, I had all of that caffeine pumping. Yeah, when I came home, I was I was like. Oh, yeah, like we were going to go to El Patio if we won to my wife. And she's like, oh, wow. Like, so like how much you guys drink? I'm like, we didn't drink anything. Yeah. We were just pounding coffee, waiting for the win so that we could start pounding Aguardiente. But uh, she's like, wait, really? I was like, really? Like, he's like, you don't know what was going down at that apartment. You don't know. You don't understand. You'll never understand. Dude, the vibe just like shifted so much when we saw the score and we just weren't making plays. Like there was just one point I think we we're all so hyped and like we all bought into it like bro, we're coming back. Like we saw defense was having a lot of really good plays. Offense, you know, was having some bright spots. Obviously it really wasn't clicking on all pistons. Uh, but dude, yeah, that moment in time when we all looked at each other, like, oh yeah, t- today's about to be a fucking day, dude. And then for, and I'm going to blame this on Germany. I don't blame this on Mike McDaniel. I think to Raymond's point, um, dude, the jet lag took this W away from us. In my mind, we're still, Six and two. I'm going to say we're six, two, and one. I think this is a tie. We're six and two in the United States, which is where it counts. Uh, <laughs> I think a loss or a W, like across international lines, that doesn't really count, in my opinion. So if you ask me what the Dolphins' record is, is we're sitting top of the AFC East at six and two. Like there's a there's a tie, you know, in the third column with like a little bit of an asterisk. To me, that doesn't count. Like if you're playing six hours ahead of Eastern time. Um, I'm sorry, like that is just like that event didn't actually occur in my eyes. Um, and therefore, shout out the Dolphins. Wow, I can't believe we have two bye weeks in a row. Like we didn't play this past weekend. We're not playing this next weekend with our second bye. Just incredible. I can't believe the Dolphins are the first ever to do that. It's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe we have six wins. We don't. I don't feel six and three. I just don't. If you guys had to guess, total yardage from both teams. If you have to put money on the line, who do you think had more total yardage on Sunday, Chiefs or Dolphins? So you would say the Dolphins, and you guys would be right. So in fact, according to the team stats, the Dolphins had 292 total yards to Kansas City's 267. Now to me, that was a little bit interesting because it didn't feel like we had majority of yards. Obviously, Tua had all of those really weird plays, like a lot of receivers being uh, open, some of the botched snaps. So again, what I took away from that is that even when we perform as poorly as we did, and the Dolphins, by any stretch of the imagination, did not play their best, we definitely played poorly, we still beat the reigning Super Bowl champions 292 yards to 267. Obviously, that doesn't count when you end up taking a loss at the end of the day, but obviously there's a lot of good there that as long as the team keeps, keeps building, I think we will be just fine come playoff time. 
I was expecting that we did way shittier than we actually did. And for us to actually beat the Chiefs in total yards, we beat them in passing yards, 175 to 174. Rushing, rushing yards, 117 to 93. And yards per play, 5 yards versus the Chiefs, 4.8. I'm sorry. To me, that's like, yes, it's a loss, but the team still did really well. And all I got to say is come see us in playoffs. That's all I got to say. I think we'll be fine now. I know we haven't I mean, won a playoff game, but... The game was lost when Tyreek fumbled the ball and the touchdown. That was the game. Literally, that was the game. Because, like, when you talk about the yards, like, yeah, they didn't have as much yards because literally a third of their touchdowns came from that scoop and score from Tyreek slash lateral. <laughs> but you know what, bro? Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to give Tyreek the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he had, like, a nice pretzel, um, you know, for uh, for lunch that day. Hands were maybe... Yeah, they had a boot or something. Bro, I get it. Like, we've all been to Europe. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of there. Those guys are probably more in vacation mode. That's fine. And you guys got to remember, all of these supposed, like, not good teams that folks are saying we haven't been able to beat, we have yet to be play any of these supposed good teams at home. I would be willing to bet that the Bills, the Eagles, and the Chiefs, any of those teams that we lost to, had we played them at Hard Rock Stadium, I think we could have at least pulled off, at the bare minimum, one of those victories, if not at the very least, two victories, had and had all three of those games been at home. That's just my take on that. I don't know if you guys agree. I don't so, know. How, I mean, how do you feel if we played at Arrowhead, though? I mean, I don't know if I feel any better about going to Arrowhead as opposed to going to Frankfurt. Dude. Like, yeah, that was. I mean, bro. It so was, I but arrowhead's crazy i gotta say i think we'll be fine again i was uh i was ready to uh, write off the dolphins for a hot second um then when i collected my thoughts i started seeing the numbers and i'm like okay obviously a loss not ideal the narrative that the dolphins are the fastest fat kids and we're not able to actually beat the uh the good kids on the playground um as raymond stated i fucking love that metaphor um i'm fine man i think we will be just fine and i mean we got this next slate of games i feel like we could end up um, at the very least 11 and three um, in these next five games personally, which that'll be fantastic. I feel like the chiefs are going to, they're probably going to fumble like some weird game. I think they came into that Germany match, like with a chip on their shoulder because they just lost to Denver. So I feel like they had something to prove again, the jet lagging. It's already been proving that definitely affects player performance. Um, so I think it's fine. I'm feeling fine. I'm putting the gun away like I'm not going to end it all just <laughs> dude and you know what you know what that says to me Taylor Swift said to him it's just like look baby like you're not worth it for me to get nine for me to invest nine hours on a plane to go see you play I'm sorry like dude she's Taylor Swift she is on she's on fraud watch if you ask me like she's not ride or die like my girl like if I'm starting tight end for my team and I'm just like, yo, girl, like I'll pay for your ticket, you know, first class, JetBlue, whatever you want. Just like come see me play. I need you. Like she'll be on that play. But clearly Travis Kelsey couldn't convince his girl. So I don't know, dude. There's obviously something going on there. I know, John, like if you were playing like an international friendly or like a really big game and you're like, yo, Valeria, can you come see me? Like, of course you would go play because she's ride or die. Taylor Swift, not ride or die, dude. That's all Even if she's not ride or die, I hope Travis Kelsey gets Taylor Swift pregnant. That's that. <laughs> no, actually, that's good. That's good because at the very <laughs> least, 
at the very least, it'll put him out, I think, a good two weeks in the season. Hopefully, he does it around playoff time where he has to miss, like, a playoff game. Mm, yes. He's like, yo, I got some crazy child sport checks about to be coming in. I need this extra ring. I need this bonus. <laughs> no, no, no. It would, def- it would definitely be that way, dude. It's just like Taylor Swift is a billionaire now. Travis Kelsey, you know, obviously he's still incredibly wealthy. But, like, there's levels to this. Like, Taylor Swift is, like, up here. And, like, we're closer to Travis Kelsey, I would say, than Travis Kelsey is to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Taylor <laughs> Swift's that kind of girl that, like, has some crazy just hierarchy of, like, income. Like, she's got, like, Cayman Island accounts. Like, definitely will put herself under Travis Kelsey's income. All right, boys. Well, I think we can all agree we're past with uh, week nine, week ten uh, ahead, I think. Next game is Raiders. 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 That should be an easy. Actually, I don't know. That'll be an interesting game. Now they're game. back, bro. They're a new coach. Yeah, the new coach, dude, just fucking obliterated the New York football Giants, dude. Yeah, the Giants suck. They're so bad. Yo, someone texted me about like how the Giants, like Tommy DeVito, I thought they were joking when I saw the word DeVito and I was thinking of Danny DeVito. I wonder if they're related. Oh, shit. That's the only quarterback on their depth chart right now is Tommy DeVito, rookie quarterback from Illinois. Wow. Thank God I'm not a Giants fan. Dude, I think Tommy DeVito answers the question, like, could a regular guy complete uh, more than 10 yards um, in an NFL game if you put him behind a decent O-line? I feel like he answered that question. He seems like a pretty regular guy in his style of play. Um, and I think we can all say without a shred of doubt that if any of us got put behind any old line, whether it was good, hopefully not bad, we would not be able to complete 10 yards. I'm sorry. Bro, I'm going for 400. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boys. So Chiefs, Dolphins um, behind us. Raiders, we got them up next. I think we got to talk a little Miami Heat here. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and start us off. Uh, I'm worried. I'm scared. Um, I was watching the Wizards game on Friday. Um, and we obviously still beat them. But, bro, this should be the teams that, like, we should be able to pummel. Absolutely. And the fact that we're struggling against uh, uh, Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole, like, I'm sorry. That doesn't make me feel any better. John, what do you think right now if you had to say your hottest heat take for the season? What would you say? I'm going to stay and buy the one I mentioned before, Duncan Robinson, 300 threes this season. Do you know that Duncan Robinson is tied with Damian Lillard for the 19th most threes made in a season? Really? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He's, he's top 20, 270. Dude, bro, gun to my head. Like, you tell me, like, <laughs> tell me right now, who's tied? Damian Lillard, who is he tied with for most three in a season? Dude, I'd be like, yo, tell my family I love them. I would have never in a million years guessed that. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's, there's, yes. your, there's your bar trivia question right there. Tied 19th all-time three, uh, most threes in regular season. Duncan Robinson, Damian Lillard, 270, 19. So is, so is Dame Lillard, uh, is he on fraud watch? Like, are we ready to call that? <laughs> like, are we saying, are we saying Debo's better than Dame? <laughs> dude, dude. Listen, listen, Duncan Robinson, good friend of the podcast. Um, and I'm happy that I know that fact now. Um, it's he has nuts, been, dude. It's crazy. Dude, he has been popping off, bro. Um, 
you know, yeah, he's and top actually, scorer right now in the game. He is. It's oh shit! Hold on. Now we're we winning. We're up by three. 40 to thirty-seven. Bro, that's crazy. But I mean, I guess I guess the Lakers, like, I don't know, they're 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 pretty washed right now. So the, so so the rumor is the rumor is, and by root and whoever started this rumor, it's it's me. I'm starting this rumor. The rumor is that Kyle Lowry could potentially be traded to bring LeBron back. What? No way. Yeah, absolutely. I'm starting that rumor right now. Kyle Lowry for LeBron James. It's happening. Why do you uh, think LeBron will want to come here? Dude, why wouldn't you want to come here? Like, can you imagine? Would you guys like LeBron to come back? Like, would that? But he's still putting up better numbers than, like, I would say half of the league. It's like, why wouldn't you want him playing next to Jimmy and next to Bam? I'm sorry. That would still be, like, an elite, like, three right there. Hmm. I don't know. I would definitely, I would definitely still take uh, LeBron James over Kyle Lowry's uh, bum ass, um, dude. That being said, my one of my favorite tweets of all time will be: um, someone said Kyle Lowry has a fat ass and a ring. That's more than most of you bitches can say. How <laughs> <laughs> always Damn. be um, straight my, shots to everyone. I will always wow. be. One of my favorite tweets, but I'm starting the rumor right now. Hopefully, uh, someone picks it up. Uh, Kyle Lowry for LeBron. Uh, watch Is that a out. fair trade? Of course not. Bro, why, would <laughs> anyone, why would anyone trade for Kyle Lowry? No, man. Like, dude, if I, would, if I was a general manager of any respectable National Basketball Association franchise, if I was eating lunch and I was saving those leftovers and they're like, hey, man, I'll give you one for one, Kyle Lowry. For like the remainder of your leftovers, I'd be like, no, because like mm -hmm. this actually will provide value for me. Like I can consume this. I can actually create that and do something. What the fuck is Kyle Lowry going to do for my franchise? He's everything. He's everything. He's going to come in here and eat the rest of my food. So why would I want him here? So no, <laughs> no one should ever want to take Kyle Lowry. Like maybe China could take Kyle Lowry, like take him out of the States. Just get him off my team. I can't stand Dude. the guy. He can go to uh, he can go to Taiwan. He can defend Taiwan with Dwight Howard. Bro, First line of defense. Go, he can go do that. He can go fight in Israel and Hamas. Like I do not care. Like I hate seeing him. Whenever the he put up their graphic of like all the starting players in a game, and I have to see his face. You know, I'm sorry. I do not like Kyle Lowry. End of rant. But anyways, guys, yeah, Kyle Lowry for LeBron James. Stay on the lookout. You heard it here. First, boys. Dude, Kyle Lowry is, is a year younger than uh, LeBron. He's got to be one of the oldest players in the league right now. Well, I know LeBron is definitely he is the, the oldest, oldest player. Yeah. He is the oldest. So Yeah, he's. Um, I think he's the third oldest player. It's. I think it's LeBron, Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry. All right. No, no, no. I see the vision now. I actually... I can't believe this wasn't more clear to me, but I see the vision here, boys. Which Here's one? Gonna I can't wait to hear this one goes. Kyle Lowry, LeBron, and then next draft, we get Bronny. I get it now. I see Pat's vision. This is why we're tanking. We are kind of slated to have a top draft pick next season. Holy shit. This is why we didn't get Dame. This is Pat's next whale. We're getting LeBron, and we're getting Bron uh, Bronny out of USC. Dude, I can't believe it. Pat Riley did it again. Holy shit. I thought you were going to make another geopolitical reference with Kyle Lowry. Those are good. <laughs> oh, dude. 
I could I could sit here all I could sit here all night and just and trash talk that guy. I mean, dude, you 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 could probably get him and put him as like a bulletproof shield and like you'll win the war instantly. I'm sorry. Anyways, John, we got <laughs> we got to talk a, we got to talk a little uh inner Miami, man. Um so I think obviously we're coming off a uh, Messi winning his uh it's his eighth Ballon d'Or. Um, but what's new with Inter Miami, baby? What do we got to tell the people? Yeah, so we we were one of the first people in Miami to call this. Luis Suarez is still not official, but it's as close as it's ever been before. Uh, lots of uneducated opinions about that, hating on him coming here. These people are completely brain dead. You have a world class striker coming to the MLS. This is not La Liga or the Premier League in England. This is the United States of America, where ballers ball. And nothing less than that. This man, Luis Suarez, is going to come on, play with his ex-Barcelona teammates, Busquet, Alba, Messi, and it's going to be a movie. Um, besides that, um, Inter-Miami just absolutely sucking the blood and money out of its fans, hosting a friendly this weekend or on Friday night against New York City FC for Messi's Ballon d'Or. I don't know how... They got Messi and anyone else on that team or either team to play in that match. Because it's the offseason for both of these clubs, I'm pretty sure. And how do you convince them to say, let's go down to Miami and play a friendly game for his Ballon d'Or celebration? I am shocked. I'm shocked. Uh, and then finally, we've got um, next season is a going to have a kind of a European Cup sort of tournament. It's going to be called the... Uh, what is it going to be called? I Copa Interamericana, and it's going to be lit. It hasn't been played since 1998. 2024 is going to be the first time they bring it back, and it's the winners of all the um, American Cups. So, for example, we're going to have Inter Miami. It's four teams. Inter Miami, who won the League's Cup, which is Mexico and Amer and, uh, and the MLS. You have uh, Fluminense from Brazil, who just won. The Libertadores, which is like the most prestigious South American tournament. You have uh, LDU Quito from Ecuador, which won the Sudamericana, which is the tournament kind of just below Libertadores. And then you have Leon of Mexico, who won the CONCACAF Champions Cup. So it's kind of a Final Four setup. We play Fluminense first. We're going to get absolutely torqued. Torqued, in my opinion. I don't know. So those are my updates. So I gotta I gotta ask something because every time I hear Luis Suarez, the first thing that always pops into my mind is the whole biting the ear thing. Um, is that something we should be worried about? That like he might bite someone's ear off again? I don't know if it ever happened after um, that World Cup that he did it. But he's are bit we... people several times. Yeah, really, dude, go for it. He's a dog. Dogs bite. Dogs gotta eat. Dude, it's like I always say, you either. Uh... Yeah, you die a dog or live long enough to see yourself become a cat. Bro, now we're still a dog. It's got to be like so awkward in the locker room and with your family after the fact. Like imagine he goes home, he's like saying hello to his wife and kids and they're just like, are you good, bro? You just like, get a do you need to see someone? <laughs> like, are, yeah. are you hungry? Can I yeah, help like, you? Yeah, like how do you even deal with that conversation like at the dinner table? Like, it's like, yeah, bro, like we all just saw you. Just like bite a guy on live TV, it's like that's gotta be that's gotta be really really awkward. It's it's gotta be like a weird elephant um, to have to address, especially if you're like Luis Suarez's like significant other, or 
pivot on that, maybe he only dates girls that are like just as kinky and they like really like him. That's um, what I'm thinking. Because of that. He probably just barks. Bro. I can already see it. Get him to bite you and then go to a tattoo artist and just like tattoo his teeth. Dude. Weird or dope? Weird or dope? I don't know. I would I yeah. would say I would say it's more dependent on the region. Um I'm gonna go ahead and name my top five areas <laughs> where if Luis Suarez bit you, it's a little bit questionable. Um I would definitely say first and foremost, anywhere here, I think automatically that's very suspicious if you need it. Um Nipple region, automatically by default, number four, if Luis Suarez bit you there. Um, I think anywhere near the mouth area, definitely very questionable. Um, yeah, you're just making out at that point. Um, which, again, if you're into that, that's cool. Um, Wait, so are we making this agreement? If you if we win the MLS Cup, we're getting Luis Suarez tattoos of teeth bark. It says, born a dog, die a dog. Ooh, Okay. <laughs> You know what? I was, I was, uh, I thought we were joking at first, but like, that could be something. Okay, okay. Hey, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll throw my hat in that ring. If like he comes here, he balls out, and like we win a trophy out of him coming here, um, I'll do that. I'll, feel, you know, we can figure out a way. Like, how do, we, how do we get like Luis Suarez bite marks? And like, yeah, fuck it, I'll tattoo it. Please uh, bite us, please. <laughs> I don't know how well that would fare if like we all like. If you become a bachelor or something, like how you would explain that to other women, like, okay, so you had a full grown man come and bite you and then you tattooed it. Um, all right, man. But fuck it. You gotta be with someone who understands ball. If they understand ball and Luis Suarez, they would get it. They'd be like, I love you more than I ever loved you before. Or the complete opposite. But you know. That is true. That is true. Well, Luis Suarez, you have your challenge right there. Like, feel free to win and uh, We'll have to get uh, your pipe marks tattooed. I'll, I'll ask Valeria what her feedback would be. I'm like, yeah, if I did this, what are your thoughts? I think she would support it. I think over <laughs> under, would Valeria support it or not? I'm going to go with the over. She would support it. I, like, Valeria knows ball. I feel like she would get it. <laughs> A segment that I like to do weekly um, is I like to name my top five Miami athletes, personalities, whatever you want to call it, for the week. So the list is not typically something you would expect. I'm not going to say like, oh, yeah, Jalen Waddle. It's usually a little unexpected. Um, so if you want to contribute to the list, feel free. But I'm going to start us off at number five for my top five athletes of the week. For Miami, uh, I'm going to give it to Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs because he gave us, or at least myself, a glimmer of hope when he committed that personal foul after the play um, and we got that first down. I was like, bro, this guy, diehard Miami Dolphins fan. And because of that, he gets my number five spot. Uh, my number four spot is to the airplane that brought the Dolphins back. Shout out to that airplane because, again, we need those boys back. Whatever airplane, you know, Boeing 737, whatever it is, that gets my number four spots of Miami athletes of the week. That's a nice segue into my number two. Um, and I would like to give that to Trader Joe's because, John, the hash browns that you brought, actually pretty fucking fire, dude. Yeah, they're um, the they're, most underrated thing at Trader very Joe's. Very underrated. Very underrated. Oh, man. Okay. So then on that note, I'm going to go ahead and I think this is a very long overdue number one spot. My top Miami athlete of the week. I got to give it to Strim East. For always being there and letting me pirate all the games. 
Streamies, baby. Never disappoint. That little DJ session it had at halftime. That was sick. I'm not going to lie, dude. I was getting amped, dude. We were coming back, dude. We went into the uh, the locker room with points. I was just like, dude, high energy. Um, that's where Raymond started doing his dance. That DJ was literally on, in the trenches on the Ukrainian or the Russian side on like some military VPN. Just this is this is what I look forward to. This is what I'm here for, for sure, hundred percent. Do 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 you guys think that like illegal betting websites like Vavada and full disclosure, big time user of Vavada, like do you guys think <laughs> that they secretly fund some of those pirating sites? Like be real, because the quality is a little too good sometimes. Yeah, they probably fund some other things too. Oh yeah, oh dude, that is too funny. Um, yeah, shout out to the mob. You know, illegal gambling sites and illegal streaming sites. Um, you guys all make it worthwhile. Like, thank you for doing. Thank you for your service and your illegal activities. <laughs> we won't question what you do, but whatever you're doing, please keep it up. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, I think that uh, brings us here to a, to a nice end. Great episode. We appreciate your time. Amen. I hope Two so. Two of 5,000 yards. Yeah, as I hope well. so for and my And Duncan Robinson, 300 <laughs> All right, boys. Peace from the Middle East, <laughs> a.k.a. Miami.